we saw bad business practices. We saw all of that. You know, we saw how managers and regional directors treated people. I even worked for a mobile detail business, kind of just trying to fund my own business. And the way I was treated was horrible. And I was like, okay, like when we when we do this, like this is how we got to do this. It needs to be a certain way. And it's it's worked out tremendously because when these people come here, they don't call us. They never say, Oh, the, the spa guys, the royalty guys. No, they call us by name. Mm-hmm. They come in here and they know our names and we haven't even met them, which is like the super cool part. Cause it's just like, dang dude, like what, what conversations were had, you know, mm-hmm. what do these guys say? Cause we know in the back of our head, like they're showcasing their cars, showing them the photos, all of that. And uh, you know, we don't even charge clients for the photos or or the posters or anything like it's all it's all included you know we want to give them something they can literally remember forever and then they they just talk hey what's going on my name is dustin i'm the host of the detail spot podcast and in this episode we bring on royalty auto spa um, ty and nathan was were able to join us to share a little bit about how they started how they opened royalty auto spa and how they work so well with each other there's three of them three partners and how they grew their business to what it is today so you're going to learn all about their them their journey and their business so i hope you enjoy and uh, if you do get anything out of this episode and you're just really enjoying the podcast all together share it with a friend on social Social media so that they can get something from it as well. So let's go ahead and dive in. Also, I want to invite you to join the detail community. This community is where you get access to business classes that are going to help you scale your detailing business. It's going to show you the tools, the systems, the strategies that some of the biggest detailing shops are using in their business. And you're going to get access to exclusive podcast episodes just like this, but behind the scenes bonus content. So if you're really enjoying the podcast altogether, you're really going to enjoy what's included inside the detail community. You also get access to other members that are already a part of the community that you can share support with that are going to help you every step of the way. This is where you can ask your toughest questions, um, share wins with others inside, and just overall get to connect and grow with other members a part of the community you also get access to live events every month and so much more the coolest part is it's only 27 dollars a month and you get your first 30 days for only a dollar so you can literally try all of this out for only a dollar um, the link is going to be in the show notes if you're listening to this podcast on apple podcast or spotify And if you're watching on YouTube, the link will be in the description. So make sure to check that out. I know you're going to enjoy it. If you're enjoying the podcast altogether, you're going to enjoy what's included inside the detail community. So make sure to check that out and hope to see you inside. All right. So how long have you guys been detailing as a whole? And, um, you know, how did you guys start Royalty Auto Spa? And then um, tell tell me a little bit about like the journey of it. So... My two business partners, uh, Nate and Clayton, they're brothers. Nate okay. is the younger brother and Clayton is the older brother. And then there's me. And so um, when I was a kid, when I was seven, my dad had gave me a toothpick one day and I went into the garage with him and he had perforated leather seats and a 97 Chevy 1500. And he made me poke out every hole in the seats. So because that's how serious he was about detailing his cars. And ever since then I was hooked. Um, 
And then in 20, 2019, I was going to school to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. And I was just like, man, my heart, my heart's just not here. And I did not want to, you know, dedicate 12 to 15 years of school and then be in a ton of debt when I could be pursuing something that I love. And I was just always detailing on my house and it just ended up taking off through my like presence in the car community. And then you. your guys' story. Yeah. So me and Clay, uh, Clay just started out detailing. He liked to detail a lot. Um, and he knew he could make some money from doing it. And then I was actually working at Harris Teeter. And at the time, he was doing it on the side. And he was doing a dentist. Uh, he was a uh, dental assistant. assistant and uh, he was he was saying that wasn't working for him. And uh, he just wanted to do detailing. And then soon enough, he uh, met up with Ty after that. And then when they two, them two came together, well, well, first, let me go backtrack. Uh, it was actually me and Clay. We had a diamond image. And we were working at a detailing there and we were going to house to house doing the uh, mobile detailing now that I have my brother needed help doing that so that's when Clay and Ty had got together at Easy Auto yep and then they needed my help there so I quit my job at Harris Teeter and then it's just been off from there man. yeah we uh Clay and I actually worked at GNC together before and so we didn't we weren't like friends or buddies but we knew of each other we'd interacted a few times and we had mutual friends and um it was funny because I had saw him on his Instagram with Nate and they had posted diamond image auto detailing. I was like, Oh, that's so cool. And so I did what any guy starts out doing and put in TM auto detailing my initials. And I took a lot of inspiration from that. And then in 2019, we had got so busy myself at my house that my mom was like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta figure something out. And so a good friend of mine was like, Hey man, like we're renting this mechanic bay out. You know, it's one bay, can fit a big truck in it, and there's these uh, used car lot cars for, you know, steady income while you're, you're getting all your big clientele. And I was like, all right, cool. So I get in there in November of 2019, and there was, like, some detailer there. They basically gave him to me as my employee, which was a terrible idea because I had no experience ever managing somebody. And soon enough, my, my own clientele had grown very quickly. And I was prioritizing that over the dealership cars. So I was like, man, I was like, I'm missing out on money and they're getting upset with me. So I called Clay and I said, Hey man, you know, I know you don't really know me, but do good work. So come over here. And, you know, if you want to make some money and we can do something together, then we'll just figure it out. And so Wednesday through Saturdays, uh, the first few months was just me and him. And we would detail because he was still doing dental Monday and Tuesday. And then we got even more busy. And we brought on Nate and I remember calling you on the phone. I was like, Hey man, you ready to quit your job? And you're like, let's do it. Let's just, let's just go send it. So, uh, we go into 2020, um, everything's pretty steady. Everything's cool. And then we had been polishing, um, like entry level polishing, single stage paint correction, which the market was there where we are in North Carolina, but it wasn't really being, uh, capitalized. And I have a big social media presence in the automotive community. So the first time I posted, posted the first coding we did, we, we got booked out for like a month and a half on codings. And when that happened, we knew like, okay, like we need a shop, like we have to get a shop. So Nate was doing all the dealership cars, which for any detailer that's going to be listening to this, used car lots typically want the best work for the cheapest price. And, you know, they will, they literally told us we want Ferrari clean. I was like, okay, 
Sure. This car was repossessed. These were repo cars. Repo yeah. cars. Yeah, oh, so dude. They didn't even care about the cars. No, not at all. So we get booked out. And then Clay tells me about this guy who is like a well-known investor, um, business owner here locally. And we were like, okay, well, maybe he has some property we can rent out. Clay goes over there, meets him because this relationship with this mechanic shop just really wasn't going well. Um, it was getting pretty heated, like in a very unprofessional way. And he said, hey, man, like this guy wants us to do his Bentley. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, let's do it. So we did the guy's Bentley. Little did we know it had been repainted fully with like super hard clear coat. So it barely even looked like we did anything, but he was impressed. And he said, Hey, like I have this building, I will completely renovate it. I'll gut it, give it to you as a vanilla box. And you guys won't have to pay me back a dime. And we were like, yeah, let's do it. So I think that was an opportunity for us to really master our craft in those months that it was being renovated. Because if you're going to open a shop, which Eric told me this too, which is funny, he said, hey, man, if you're going to open a shop, you got to have shop quality work. And I was like, all right, cool. So we took all those months. We, we stuck to just one to two coatings a week, one detail a day in order to make sure that we have a system in place where um, everything we're doing comes out up to our standards. And Nate, as young as he is, is like one of the best detailers ever. And he has he's training people twice his age now how to detail cars. And we get in here. And ever since then, man, it's just been cake. Like we've only really had like one rough month, but we outgrew this shop within the first three months of being here. That's awesome, dude. It seems like in a lot of like uh, business in general is kind of like what hand you're dealt, like what cards you guys are dealt. Um, and it seems like you guys put in the work up front as well in, you know, going out and, and saying, Hey, you know, networking with that dude and saying, Hey, do you guys have a building? Like, and that's some things that you have to do to kind of get that, that hand dealt the right way. Um, and not to say that it's always going to work out just like, just as good as it did for you guys, but like anybody listening, you know, get out there. If it's not on like, you know, online, if like a, a listing is, isn't online, reach out to some of these developers and, and, you know, get out there and kind of, um, get to know them. And then like, you guys got a car off of it as well. Right. Like yep, you guys need to tell this Bentley yep. as well. Like. Yep. A hundred percent free too. We were like, Hey man, like we're, we're serious, you know? And, um, what people don't understand, and this is goes for business in general, uh, especially in today's world, like your network, um, is not just your next door neighbor and the business across the street. Like it's all in the industry and other people are all across the globe, uh, because of our network and who we've spoken to the work we've done. Like we had a gentleman drive, from San Diego, California, all the way to our shop in North Carolina, across the country. Gosh. Yep. And he dropped his car off. We get people from, we get people that trailer their cars and everything. And, you know, that just goes to show that your network is your network. That is the most true statement that we have learned. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, without the people that we have surrounding this business and that support us, we would not be anywhere close to where we are. Yeah. And it looks like, um, you guys have a solid like clientele as well, like a solid higher end clientele now as well. Like how did you guys go? I know you said you had like a good presence within the car community. Like what is something you guys did to kind of get that traction to get those, those type of leads? Well, we did the Bentley and we posted it and people were like, Oh, okay. But it was here. You'll see a lot of Corvettes, Shelby GT350s, 500s, 
you'll see a lot of cars like that in that realm. Um, you're not going to see too many exotics, but we, at first we had just targeted that clientele, which was a mistake we made because they were coming in, but there's not, that demographic is not huge here. So it was appealing to the Mustangs, the scat packs, the, the Toyotas, you know, the, the normal daily driven cars and getting people to understand why like a ceramic coating or even just the detail is worth it as an investment. Um, and we just, we just went out, like we literally went to the Staples parking lot and we put business cards on everybody's, uh, you know, windows. And we just didn't take no for an answer. We did cross sponsorship events with like gyms, um, car, it, meets. car meets. So I host some pretty awesome car meets here. They get, you know, at one time they were getting a couple thousand people at the track. So, uh, and our, our work was out there. Like people, like all of our cars were out there. So they would just talk amongst each other. And because of word of mouth, like that's what brought us a lot of people in. Um, we've done tons of C8s, you know, we've done tons of Bentleys, Rolls Royces, everything. And you never would have thought people always say like, oh, I never thought these cars would be here. It's like, yeah, they're here. Like it, it exists, but you just have to be willing to talk to people. Mm -hmm. So that's just, I think the experience is what has brought people in. Yeah. Nathan's over here. Like, thank God it took a turn from the, uh, buy here, pay here lot. Cause <laughs> Dude, I, I can't even right. Yeah. Tell how nasty those cars were, man. Dude. Oh, I I'm so telling you, man. Yes, man. Like biologics. Yeah. Oh. Roaches, like just stuck under the mats and stuff. Drugs, oh, you man. name it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Anything, man. All for 125 a piece. Yeah, bro. That's exactly like whenever I first started my business, I did the same thing. I hit up a buy here, pay here lot called Allen's Auto Mart. And it's like where I'm from. And um, man, it would be like these beat up, like repoed Ford Rangers with like roaches <sighs> crawling under it. Like, and what yeah. it does to you though, is it makes you like, it really makes you want to pivot and like, you'll do anything in your power to pivot towards where you truly want to be yeah. because those will beat you up so bad and just make you hate life so much. It conditions you though. It does get yeah. you right. Detail. I would say that you have become the detailer you are from those cars. Yeah, yeah. Truly. Yeah, those are mission impossible. And like once you do perform a miracle on those, like the, the easy ones, but you become yeah, like a god at those. <laughs> exactly. You just fly, fly, fly through them. So yeah. sorry. <laughs> That's like when I like with my guys, man, like they'll say a car, they'll send me a picture of one. They're like, yo, this one's trash. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, all right, yo. send me a picture. I'm like, get out of here, dude. We, when we put stuff on the schedule, like, of course, we're, you know, we're the ones looking at it. So mm -hmm. to us, it's, it's, and I'm really guilty of this, but it's like, oh, pff, that's slight, dude. Like cakewalk. Cause I know how good he is and like how good, like my business partner and I are, but when our guys see it and they're, they're almost on that level, they're like, dude, why did you, why'd you do this? Why'd you schedule this car? And it's like, Hey man, like this is only going to make you better. So. So what about like, so within having partners and stuff, like it can be really good and it can be really bad. Like in the good aspect of it, it can be, you guys have three different ideas. You got three different brains to kind of tackle things and, and, and go about, you know, running a business, which is, which pretty powerful, honestly, because with one person, you can only get tunnel vision so much, but then, you know, maybe Nathan's like, Hey man, like maybe we can pivot this way. Um, what's it like working with partners? It's really 
a lot of brain power, really. We just all feed off of each other and we give each other different ideas. And really, we just always have to come to agreement. That's what, that's what sometimes can be hard, but then also it shows all of us like our true colors and what we really want. And then we just go after it, man. So. Yeah, we, you know, everything's kosher when everybody says yes, but this, the tough times come up when, when someone says no. And it's like, I think for us, like also all of us being young, um, we're like brothers in a way, but it's, it's taught us a lot, like how to, in, in kindergarten terms, use our words, think through problems, you know, we're, we're all new to this. We're all, this is our first like big business together. So it, but it allows the different sets of eyes allows us just to be better because he's going to see something that I don't, or he's going to think differently. And I would have never thought about it like that. Um, same thing with clay is like, he might think a certain way or have an idea that is super great and valid and justified. And we all compliment each other because I'm a very out there kind of person, visionary, but then clay like helps bring me back down to earth. And then Nate is just like, guys, we need to stop doing this. Like, this is, this is the smart thing to do, you know? So it all, it all bonds together well and trust. Like that was the biggest thing is us building trust together is, is why we are so uh, strong as a unit. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Like, it seems like one of you guys are great in each different area. Like you guys got like a perfect, like I said before, you guys got built like a perfect hand in the sense of who you were able to meet to like bring together and partner like that. Because a lot of times it doesn't work. Like, like you guys said, like when someone says no, that is the hard part. It's like, man, like I, I was set on this idea until like you, you destroyed it, you know? Like, and it seems like you guys kind of counter that really well though, because like, I had a partner whenever I first started and it, it, it went for the worst, you know? So like seeing, and from the beginning as well. So like it, 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 I never saw the positive, like you guys see it. So yeah. it's really cool because I do think like in business, having someone to, cause business is hard, man. Like you, you struck, you, you're frustrated. You go home and you're thinking about it. You are, it never stops. Like these, these frustrations, it, it would be nice to have that with somebody else, you know, and not have to like suffer that alone. So it is kind of cool that like you guys have that kind of that, um, that support group as well. Yeah. If we, if we go through the suck, it's all together, you know, Mm -hmm. uh january was like a super it was the first month we had that was like slow mm -hmm. and we had just came off this super big high from december i mean biggest revenue month most amount of cars stacked to the brim so you know of course our egos were inflated we're like this year is going to be great january comes dead i mean so dead and i was just like damn dude we we didn't prepare mm -hmm. and so that also was like guys what can we do better next time in case this happens mm -hmm. learn from your lessons yeah. as you do it man. and you guys said 2019 is when this was fired up like that's when mm -hmm. it really started gaining and that's and that's probably why like you may still hit slow months because what is that that's just two or three years of being open yeah. like and all business is is who you know and how many people you know so like 2019 like you guys are still so new as well so like slow months are probably to be expected but um it seems like you guys are freaking crushing it within those three years though like most businesses would be busy maybe six months out of the year you guys seem to be busy you know pretty much we i think because like their family knows a ton of real estate 
you know, agents, business owners, things, they have a completely different ground demographic of people that I know. Cause I know business owners, small business owners I've lived in the, you know, we've all lived in the city our whole life. And so those things that came together, like really formed this wide variety of walks of life that who are clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did not anticipate scaling the business this quickly. Like this year we were like, okay, like this is how we're going to implement new things. Um, how we're going to add different services. This is how we're going to do this. And the last year I consider our first like bit like full year because it was a full year in the shop mm-hmm. and we just I mean we're wide open like just crushed it and that's when we added employees and and, and all of the different things you know the uh, the aesthetics that that a business needs mm-hmm. I know you mentioned what Nate was um you said Nate's now training people like you know twice mm-hmm. his age like what's it like in a managing type of role like is it um is it stressful like what, what's that like it, it can be a little stressful at times because sometimes you don't want to be too hard on your employees and stuff like that you still want to be like that chill boss as well so that can be a little stressful sometimes but honestly man just if you show them what to do and then you show them how to do it right and then you do it in front of them they most likely follow follow along man they and if they see you do stuff well and they see you do it they most likely want to do it as well like following your footsteps as well so yeah yeah that's the one part like i think no one really knows how to do it until you do it type of thing like you know, you don't anticipate having to manage employees because you don't anticipate like hitting that level of growth. So like then when it's there, you almost just have to like, just kind of send it and like, and you're either good at it or you're not. So it seems like you're good at it though. Cause like, that's one area, like I've always struggled in personally was, was managing, like managing employees. And especially cause I'm, how old are you guys? I'm 21. I'm 23. 23s. Yeah. So like I was 24, 25, whenever, you know, I'd start at hiring employees and like a lot of times they're 35, 45 years old. And it's like, sometimes they don't take well to, you know, yep, that yep. this is 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, that was something I wasn't good at. So it seems like you guys, you guys are crushing it in that area. Um, so you guys now offer window tent as well. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so you guys are uh, PPF. We're we're getting there. So we actually had. So we're trying to. We will be moving into a like substantially larger space. So we at least want to have some base knowledge on you know entry level stuff when it comes to like tent and PPF. So uh, Clayton, he's the one doing all the window tent. He's always since we started and like I want to do window tent. I want to do it, and he's doing it. And we just had a gentleman who's been a a film installer for over twelve years come this past weekend and installed some film on a Cadillac uh, CT5B Blackburn. And we watched him and I was like, okay, like I, I definitely need to take some courses, buy some, buy some kits, buy some film, you know, bulk install before I even think about putting this on a client's car. So all primarily like we make all of our revenue off coatings and details and we do really well. So it was time we thought about all the, the money we were missing out on and the reach and we get at least one film call a week, couple tent calls. And I have to send them to the local tent shop of people that we trust. And, you know, it'd be nice to have that come our way. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's a fairly new thing. The window tent that's fairly new. 
Yeah, like two months, like okay. two months into okay. it. Yeah. So you guys haven't even got to see what that's going to do to your business either yet, really. It's it's starting to gain traction now. Um, and it's it's pretty, we get more tent calls than anything now. We that's, really do. That's so cool. And it that, it's such a, it's such a, a comparable service, like for detailing. And cause it's like, while it's here, would you like us to detail the car too? Or, you know, like, uh, we can code it too. Did you know about ceramic yep. coding? So like, you know, I'm surprised, yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't been meshed like sooner than it has really. Like, you know, you see a lot of one-stop shops now coming more to, um, and I honestly think that's like the future of this whole industry. I think like, you know, you, I think you can't just detail. I think like, you know, 10 years, 10 years from now, I think it's, you're going to need to offer window tent and you're going to need yep. to offer PPF, you know, because a client that wants it all is generally that type of client that your business needs to succeed on. Um, and I think having it all in one space is going to be key. Yeah. Well, the, the market or the, uh, not the market, but the industry for detailing is moving like, yes, like you can detail, you can clean, ski, whatever, but it's moving towards preservation and protection. A lot of people, you know, we get more people that opt out of getting interiors. Like they're like, Hey man, we're going to go and coat the car. Do you want to do the interior? No, I don't care. I can do it myself. You know, they just want, they just want the protection aspect of everything. Mm -hmm. And that's good. Um, but there's also, that's going to hurt some people along the way because there's people that don't offer polishing, coating, tan or film, uh, they, they survive off details. So, you know, if, if the people in the industry, if they're not scaling and advancing, then they're going to get left behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was actually just talking to my buddy about like <clears throat> how detailing or like, you know, re a recession is coming at some point, like it's inevitable, it's going to happen, but like, does it affect detailing to the extent that I think people think, because detailing isn't a need. It's, it's, it's not a necessity. It's kind of a want type of service, but yeah. in the way that I don't think it affects certain businesses, like your guys's business, where you have a, um, a good clientele, those type of people who are generally wealthier, like on the richer side of things, like if they can afford a thousand dollar, $2,000 service, I don't think those people get hit as much during a time of recession. So like, you know, the rich get richer in times like the stock's going to go down. They're just going to keep buying. So they're going to be making yep. off of it. So I think you guys and businesses like you, I'm not, I don't know just because I haven't like been in a recession. Um, but I think like based on, I guess like my educated guess is businesses like you that offer multiple services to a higher demographic, like a higher end demographic. I think you guys like would be okay during that. But those detailers that are just offer interior detailing and are, you know, charging so little or um, they don't have other services to offer. They're, char they're targeting that demographic that's lower. And I think, I don't think it's a recession proof type of business either. Yeah. You know, with detailing and, and coatings and everything being disposable income, that's like, look at COVID, right? So a lot of detail businesses, and I would read this on the forums, like they, sh they shut their doors, they closed. Um, but with us, like we grew exponentially during COVID. We had a, a great time. We made great money. Uh, we reinvested into ourselves. And the, 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 uh, that's when we went full scale. We were like, okay, like this is going to be our operation. We did it during a pandemic and they called us crazy. We did it anyways. Um, the people that are, you know, really, you know, 
car wash guys and you got detail guys. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a, there is a difference. And, and car wash guys that are doing the, the 40 to $100, you know, inside, outside, like they're going to get hurt bad uh, because of their, their uh, clientele they're targeting. But, you know, it's going to go from depending on the market, you know, how saturated the area is with detail shops and detailers, mobile, you know, guys at their house um, that rely on that. It's going to come down to who prepared well, who didn't, and who adjusted their business model and accounted for the recession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, did, I didn't even think about that as well. You guys pretty much the prime of your business was during a pandemic. So the fact that you guys did that during a like I, like you said, I think a lot of businesses um, got busier from that time, um, but it's typically not like a desirable time to start a business, not a desirable time to, you know, start trying to get the traction going. So you guys did that during that time just kind of shows like, like when I look at your brand, that would be the one thing that I would say, like, is the reason, honestly, like you, your guys's brand is spot on. And that's probably why you got that traction so early and during such a terrible time. Um, I just saw like where you guys, I think I mentioned it to you where you were taking a, uh, you hired a photographer now. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like, tell me a little bit about that. Like, how does that play into your brand? And like, where's, oh, where's man. branding in on your, on your level of um, like focus? So having a photographer, so with, with our photographer, she wasn't an automotive photographer. She was a family, friends, wedding event photographer. And I wanted somebody in, in, you know, with us who didn't do cars because it give them opportunity to learn. And then, you know, also the rates will differ from somebody who doesn't know cars versus knowing cars. So that's also like the business side of it is it's cheaper. When we get a phone call or we get a uh, inquiry about a service, oh, your photos look great, blah, blah, blah. It's always your, your photos and your reviews, but your photos always comes first. So when they see Nate out there detailing a car, getting in the nitty gritty or they see us polishing, they see the finished result. Adding to your portfolio is very, very important. You know, the foam shots, whether that's on your phone or a real camera uh, and the finished product, like people that this is an industry where it's before and after, like they have to see it to understand. So adding to your portfolio, you know, these are essential things that you need. And some people are lucky. They don't have to advertise, but then there's other people like us. We we advertise, you know, like it's just not going to come to us sometimes. So uh, it adds to our ads. Like if I run a Facebook ad, it'll typically 10 X or 15 X itself based off what we spend. And we always get messages like, man, these look great. I want my car to look like this. And it's setting uh, those realistic expectations as well. Be like, Hey, like, yeah, this this car looks great in the photo, but this is exactly what we did. This is how we can do this for your vehicle. And this is going to be the result more than likely. Mm -hmm. Um, Branding is we, you know, stickers. Uh, We did business cards with the punch holes. We would have the can drive, we would bring a can, we give them a sticker in return, so they bring it home, put it on their car. Yeah, network, like doing events, when we did a, we did a one-week uh, canned food drive, we had over 600 pounds of canned goods, um, and all we, all we the only incentive was, hey, like, you get a sticker, you get up to two stickers, mm-hmm. and I guess, like, when you do something for uh, the common good, like, you got to add value into everything that you do. It's like, yeah, you're in business to make money, but also you should be in business to make an impact on your community. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of people go wrong. They don't understand like the impact they can truly make. So uh, local gyms, like we just got invited to a grand opening for a gym. Um, Harris Teeter, 
we're giving out 80,000 coupons a month. So um, we, we try to brand ourselves in a way that'll, that'll give people value uh, for their dollar. Yeah. And, and it's like, um, it, this sounds really bad and there's really no way to like word it in a way that it doesn't sound bad, but everything has an ulterior motive. Like when you, when you are in, and in a positive way too, like that motive could be positive. Like you guys doing the food drop, like community, everybody's business is in some type of community, whether in a massive city, small city, um, and certain strategies may work better for smaller cities or medium sized cities that, and you guys are in North Carolina. So it's definitely like that Southern hospitality type of vibe and, and communities like that. Like, because I'm in a city or from a city that's really similar to that. Like they function on who knows who word of mouth, like, you know, so when you guys are doing those community type of functions like that, now they associate with you as like someone who not only is like trying to grow a small business in that area, but someone who's actually trying to help the community as well. So like the motive is there, you know, it's to bring people like that exposure, but it's also to help people, you know, like you're helping people while getting exposure. So no better way. It's, you know, it's a trade for a trade. Yeah. I mean, so today, for example, um, so another detailer had sent us this gentleman that owned the Cadillac uh, CT5B Blackwing because he was like, hey, like, I don't trust myself with this car, but I know these guys can do it. And of course, we're very appreciative of that. Mm -hmm. But all he did, like, literally, I went to pick him up, brought him to his car, tears, just rolling. And vehicles really do mean that much to, to some people. And he's just taking photos, calling people, posting on Facebook. Um, and we get, we're by one of the largest United States military installations in the world here in North Carolina. So the moms, they get their, their vans detailed. They will make them spotless and, you know, he'll tell them it's going to look better than brand new and they'll share it. And it's, it, it's deeper than just detailing cars. And like, yeah, the, the motive is to get people through the door, get our name out there, but it's what we're doing for the people along the way giving them the experience that really I think is what has uh, got us this far. Mm -hmm. um, the canned food drive, the, the, the grand openings, you know, displaying people's cars and showrooms and, and, and really just giving them an experience. They'll never forget because Disney can charge you $5 for a bottle of water for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I can charge you $1,800 for the ceramic coating for a reason, because this is going to be an experience. They'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that experience, that's the word of it. Like, you know, you're not just buying like, like detailing and installing coatings and, and this business isn't like extremely hard to do the service. Like it's not <clears throat> rocket science, but like, so it's super cheap. It's super easy to get started. But like, what are you going to do to like make it so much different? Like it could be the same product. Like you say you have the same brand of coding, the same years of the same package, you're paying the same price, but like, what is your business doing to make it so different? Like that experience, that's what, and that's what gets them talking too. Like that gets that word of mouth going. In relationships with your customers as well. Cause we don't just uh, do your car and then see you later. We don't just do it, hand in the keys. We always talk to them and, you always want to build your relationship with your customers so they keep going back. They feel like you're your friend. So they're like, man, you know what? I kind of want to see this guy today. Or I, I kind of do want to just see him. So let me just get my car clean. We have guys, our customers all the time. They'll just come to our shop literally just to hang out with us. They'll just watch us do cars. And they won't even get nothing done to their car. Yeah. So we just try to build a relationship with our customers as well.
we, uh, we flat out asked one of our clients who spent a considerable amount of money with us. We asked him flat out, like, Hey man, like, what is it that keeps you coming back? Mm-hmm. And from day one, he said, from day one, when I walked in here, cause I'm usually the first person they see at the desk, like you just made me feel like you've known me forever. And the biggest thing, and I would tell, I tell customers this straight up. I'm like, Hey, look, I don't care how much money you're going to spend. I just want to get the car better than it is. And we want to make a client for life. Like that's what, that's what our objective is. Mm-hmm. And that's what he said is just, he felt comfortable. He felt at home. We have a little whiteboard that when you walk in, it says, when you, when you come here, your royalty, like that was a whole thing with our name that we did. You know, we wanted to give people the royalty treatment uh, because it's one thing just to say blank, blank out of detailing, but when you're taking your car to the spa, what happens when you leave the spa? You're refreshed, you're relaxed. Everything's great. Um, it's just, it's crazy. And I mean, we just never, we never ask for anything. We're just, we're here to serve. Like that's, that's what a business is. You're, you're here to serve and service people. So we're here to serve people and um, just give them more than what they paid for most of the time. And it's crazy because that same guy he's talking about, he had came the other day for just a maintenance loss to get his car clean. And $30. Yep. And we're just going to coat a spoiler for him because we had already done some work for him before. And the guy gave a $400 tip. He gave each one of us 100 bucks who worked on the car. <laughs> Dude, <Yep>. Crazy. <laughs> like, what in the world, man? He literally gave Whoa. each one of us 100 bucks. So, Yo, that is nuts, man. Like, yeah, and that dude will tell everybody if he ever has like the he's he's what like you would call a super fan, and like that's what your business needs to really thrive yeah. on. Like, he's the dude that if it even remotely comes up in a conversation with his buddies, he's gonna mention y'all, and like he's gonna make sure they go to y'all, you know. And then who knows who his buddy knows, and because like people generally hang out with kind of the same type of people that they are so like you know if his buddies ever come they're going to be telling their friends and like and that's probably how you guys got like kind of where you are today so quick was just that that good morally right type of business it's what i've seen so like when clay and i worked together at the same company it's something so unique it's part of that experience again like it's like you guys are doing something that i'm probably a hundred percent sure that 99% of the other people in your area are not doing, you know? So like if they're, if they want to go to somebody, of course they want to go to the people who actually kind of give a personal last feel to it. And I, I think that's what like a lot of people who start any business or detailing business, whatever they, they think that it's going to be like Walmart or like um, their business is eventually going to, be so big multiple areas so that they think they need to like systemize everything. But what happens is they take away the one thing that you guys just talked about was friendship and connection with your clients. Like your business is in a community. It's a small business. Like and majority of detailers are that way, you know, like unless you're just in every city and every state, like most of the time it's in a community and you don't encounter so many people that you just can forget people's names or like not remember them, you know? Um, yeah. And it's, it, that's the one key that like everybody needs to keep in their business, no matter how large they get it's friendships and like people coming by to see you. And because those are the people that are going to spread the word. And that's, that's when it's really going to get your name flowing. Yeah. It's been, uh, you know, we have a lot of repeat clients, a lot of repeat business, but you know, these people will go and add us on Facebook and we won't see them in a year, but they still talk about how good their car looks or whatever. And 
you know, they'll always, just like Nate said, they'll just come by. They won't even get anything done. You know, they'll just, they'll come by, they'll say, what's up. They'll show themselves and say like, Hey, I didn't forget about you. You know, like we just wanted to stop in the area and it's super cool, man. It's, it's probably uh, one of the most amazing things I think that has happened to us is like meeting all these different people and, and potentially making an impact on their life because they've impacted ours a ton. Like they made us successful business owners at a super young age. So mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, besides that, because that one's probably what your number one answer to this question would be. But like, if you could give any detailer, no matter if they're just starting or been in business for years, like what one key advice would you give them on to get them the most traction and get them the most success in this business? Well, it's hard to give one piece of advice because that I would have been talked. a good, what we just talked about would have been yeah. a good one, but, uh, what's like second, what's your number two? Take what you love to do and sell it as a service mm -hmm. because the term you never work a day in your life. If you love what you're doing kind of false, but kind of true at the same time. But if you are absolutely passionate about what you do and you put it over, if you put the passion over your profit margins, you will become so successful beyond your wildest dreams. And yeah, you may not make a million dollars a year, but if you're making $30,000 a year and you are so happy, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. That's so key, man. It's like you, and I think like, and that's what I really want this channel to be about is like, and I love having different guys on because you have different levels, you have different profit goals, you have different, um, you know, one detailer may want, like I just said, a, a detail shop in every state so that he can sit on a beach and, you know, drink pina coladas and, you know, enjoy his <laughs> retirement or something. Um, and then another detailer may say, Hey, I'm cool with like making $30,000 a year while working out of my garage or something, you know, like there's so, and he could be just as happy as the guy sitting on the beach drinking pina coladas. Like, it's so cool to say, Hey, everybody's goals is different. You don't have to have a six figure detailing business. If you don't want one, like if you don't want to put in that, um, grind that it does take, you know, like, cause there are things that come with the, there are downfalls that come with scaling ultra massively, you know, like, um, so it's just cool to hear that, like, do what you want. Like you love detailing, sell it, still make money from it for sure but make the amount of money that you're completely okay with without getting overwhelmed doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, they, they view us from the outside in and they're like, Oh, cleaning cars, polishing cars. Cool. I'm like, yeah, in a way. And then my mom, she's guilty of this. She was like, you're going to clean cars for a living when you're going to be a doctor. And I was like, yep, that's right. So he was going to be a real estate agent. He was already in dental. Nate had giant hopes and aspirations, but you know, the sacrifices that are involved in this are, are pretty substantial. Uh, and they say, you know, don't work for your business, have your business work for you. Well, you have to work for your business in order for it to work for you. There's times we stayed here. I mean, God, well, we brought on our first employee and we called it uh, we called it like a chemistry test, like a two week working interview. We were here every night till like one to three o'clock in the morning. And this guy was, you know, just fresh in and he was doing it with us. So, that also showed us, you know, having the right team uh, will help your business work for you. Um, you just got to be prepared for the sacrifice. Like you have to, and you got to be willing to give up your family time, your personal time. It's just part of it. 
And if you're not willing to do uh, the things that others are, then you, you more than likely won't be successful. Um, there's some famous quote out there, but it goes, the road often less traveled is often the one more rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true, man. And it's like, and you know, you have, you have employees and you have employers, like you, this isn't for everybody. Like if it was for everybody, you wouldn't have employees then. And you need employees. Like there, there's people out there that like, you know, maybe they're, maybe somebody's listening and they're like, man, I really don't know if this is for me. Like if you dream it and you do dream of it, definitely do this. But like, um, you know, maybe it's not for you though. Like, you know, they're, they're guys that like could make a solid a one employee, um, you know, for a business that just doesn't have or want that, want that uh, to go home and lose sleep over, you know, making payroll or, you know, paying your overhead. And like, those things are stressful. Like if you're not cut or not ready for those employees completely fine. Like, you know, cause you need those people as well. Yeah. We, uh, our, our two employees, well, we have three now, but um, it's always, we work with you. Like they don't work for us. You know, we try to stress that because um, we're all generally around the same age. We've all known each other somehow interconnected throughout the last few years. Mm-hmm. And one of our guys, we actually let go of because he just wasn't doing what he needed to do. We gave him a couple months and we brought him back and now he's crushing it, killing it more than ever, teaching another guy how to detail um, for another business uh, because we're always willing to, to help other detail businesses. You know, we're not, we're not in direct competition with anybody. Like we're in competition with ourselves mm-hmm. and some people are born to lead. They're just natural born leaders. Some aren't. And for us, I think Clay, Nate and I, we were all natural born leaders, but we had to figure out how to lead mm-hmm. uh, in order to, you know, be able to better handle our staff. Yeah. Yeah. You still had to learn along the way. You may have been good at it naturally, but like, there's still things that you encounter. You're like, damn, I did not know that yeah, I was going to have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's for sure. Heck yeah, man. Well, um, how can people find you? Like what's your social media website? Where do you want to send people? So we post the most on Facebook and Instagram, which if you look it up, it'll be royalty auto spa, NC for like North Carolina, uh, royalty underscore auto spa on Instagram. And then our, our Google was royalty auto spa, North Carolina would pop up because there's another one in Vegas and uh, those guys are pretty cool. But yeah, that's, that's how you can find us. We post a ton. We have a huge, huge following on Facebook. Um, it, we get like 40, 50,000 interactions a month on facebook yeah yeah that's nuts man like that's a whole topic of its own because facebook's kind of like it's hit or miss for some people but like that's awesome oh yeah we can definitely talk about facebook because uh, i do all of our like social media uh-huh. and it's it, it's nate seeing it like my phone will just be ringing off the hook like it's it's crazy insane that's so. nuts, man. Like, and like, yeah, I want to talk about that for a minute, actually. <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely. Cause like Facebook is like, to me, like Facebook, I would have thought like is kind of like a, a dying platform. Like they're, they're, they're shoving down like your organic reach is they're just shoving it down. Like they're kind of wanting you to pay for it now. Like you could have 30,000 people like your page or follow your page, but like they may only show it to 100, 200 people. Like, yep. so like, how do you guys get that that um, that momentum with that? Well, it's it's based off of a couple things. So for organic traffic, like hashtags, and then mm. I'll tag. Like, I will I'll share the post. 
on my personal page, which my friends list, my friends list is maxed out. I have 5,000 friends. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, like I'll share the post, I'll tag Clayton, uh, Clay and Nate, and then our two employees and they'll share it. And then other people will share it. And we get a lot of the same people that see our posts. But for instance, we, uh, we had a magazine article written about us and I shared it, you know, didn't boost it or anything on Facebook. And it got over 1300 interactions organically, um, which is pretty good. But most of our posts we'll see between the three to 500 when we have about 3000 likes on Facebook, but when I run an ad, so, and this is the business side of it. So I've done my research on marketing. You know, I've seen how these SEO companies, how they do everything. And we only use an SEO company for, for Google. That's it. I don't use them for anything else. Um, when we would run small three to $500 ads, it would generate us 10 to 15,000 in revenue, uh, between 10 and 12 days. And when we run, we just ran a thousand dollar ad. And in 12 days, it generated us over $35,000. And that's with deposits, like money put down, non-refundable, et cetera. Um, you just have to know who you're targeting. You know, when I, when I put the photos in there for the ads, uh, the people, when they see their cars, they share it. And then their friends see it. And it'll get over 250 to 300 shares. And all of those people, I'll look, like some people have a couple thousand friends, people have a couple hundred. People are constantly seeing that post and interacting with it. I even have people comment on our ad saying, I've, so I'm tired of seeing this, like, and I'll block it from the page because they'll ask me to. Um, you got to util utilize Facebook, man. People who say, you have to advertise at some point. You have to, whether it's Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram, uh, Nextdoor, whatever. You have to utilize a platform because you'll make more money that way, but also you get a more widespread reach. And there's nothing more widespread than Facebook. They're buying everything. They're in the metaverse. They're all the things digitally will be there. Um, when we do partnerships with other businesses and they have apps, they'll send out our coupons on the apps. People will get the notifications for them. Mm -hmm. Harris Teeter doing physical coupons. You know, it's, you gotta, you gotta know your market. You gotta know who you're trying to do business with. Um, and I think Facebook is the best platform to use mm -hmm. 110%. A lot of people are like, Oh, Facebook's only for old people. No, not at all. Those old people sit at home and clean their cars and wax them every day. Well, they don't have to wax them if they come to Royal Auto Spa. Yeah. So they can see Nate. Nate can detail their car. You know, like this is, we get a ton of people. I ask everybody, how'd you see us? How'd you find us? Oh, Facebook, Instagram, my buddy told me, so... So that is it for this episode of the Detail Spot podcast. I hope you enjoyed talking to Ty and Nathan. Um, they, they shared a lot about their journey and a lot about how they opened up Royalty Auto Spa and a little bit about their process and how they became what they are today. So if you did enjoy this episode, make sure to share it again with a friend on social media. Um, it's going to greatly help the channel grow and so that your friends can get something from it as well. Um, so I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Detail Spot Podcast.